I live in a city that has some serious road issues. You see, underneath a lot of our roads is something called Yazoo clay. Now, this clay makes the ground kind of unstable. It's constantly moving up and down, so our roads can get jacked up pretty easily. You know, you can drive along and everything's fine on one road one day, but then the next day, you, you go by and there's a big pothole, and it just appears, and you got to try to avoid it. And then sometimes the roads are kind of like roller coasters. You go up and down and up and down. And the area we see it the most is in our tires. Our alignments get messed up, and this causes our tires to wear out in weird ways where there's warping, you know, one tire gets off, and when that happens, it throws all the other tires off, and it's just something we have to deal with. Now, as men, our life is sometimes like this very same thing. We don't literally have Yazoo clay in our life, but you see, as men, we have four key areas that we need to keep in alignment. And a lot of times as men, we focus on one or two or maybe even three of these areas, but we ignore the others. And the problem with that is that it throws us off balance and we're struggling through life and we wonder, what's wrong with me? Why can't I, I seem to, to get some bearings or know where I'm going or what's happening with our life? Well, the problem is our personal alignment is off. You see, we have to work on all four areas or we'll always be struggling. We'll always live out of balance. And the alignment helps us keep things in balance where we have power, where we have direction. So let's learn about the four keys for personal alignment on today's show. Let's jump in. Welcome to the Confident Man Podcast, empowering men with the confidence they need to live their adventure. Now, here is your host, David Maxwell. Hey guys, welcome to the Confident Man Podcast. I'm so glad you joined me here today. And I just appreciate you guys being a part of the movement as we seek to be confident men, as we seek to grow and be better as men, live our ultimate adventure is the way I put it. And I appreciate you guys for sharing the show. We've seen some really good growth and that's because of you. And I just want to say again, thank you. Now, have you ever had a friend who went to a chiropractor? Now, I've never been to a chiropractor, but I've had friends who've gone. And what's funny is they want to become experts in alignment. And they come to you and they talk about how the chiropractor helps them get everything in alignment. They'll tell you about how everything is, you know, snap, crackling and popping on their back or their shoulder or their legs. And, and it's really helped a lot of my friends. They've had a lot of relief. They'll have back pain. They'll have shoulder pains. And the chiropractor helps them. Now, I went to a physical therapist once, and they helped me with my back. Now, she did do some adjusting, and she told me that this is a lot like what the chiropractors do. But what she did was she added an element of, of learning to me. She wanted to help me learn how to move so I wouldn't need the adjustments all the time. And she said the key is to keep things in proper alignment and to learn how to move properly. So she taught me all kinds of things about how I was moving, what I was using. And I really, it came down to I was using my back more than my stomach. So I had to build up stomach muscles and learn how to use that instead of my back. And I think for us as men, it's a lot like that. We need to bring the areas of our life into alignment. And we need to focus on living in such a way that we stay in alignment. You see, it's not good enough to just get something fixed once. We don't want to just have to fix something and then let it break and then fix it again. 
the key is that routine maintenance, if you will, or that, that way of us just keeping an eye on how are we doing in this area or this area. And we want to keep all four areas lined up so we can live with proper alignment. And this week, we're going to look at the four key areas of our life. We're going to talk about each one and why you want to get them aligned and how to keep them aligned. And the four areas we need to focus on are the mental priorities, our physical priorities, our emotional priorities, and our spiritual priorities. first of the four areas we're going to talk about is our mental priorities. Now, mental priorities are the way that we think or how we are keeping our mind fresh and growing. Now, a lot of guys look at this and they're like, you know, well, my mind is good. What do I need this for? You know, I've learned enough. I've done well. I'm doing all right. Now, that question is kind of dangerous because it shows signs of what I call enoughism. Now, enoughism is the attitude that, hey, I know enough. I don't need to learn anything else. I've learned everything I'm going to learn. I know enough. Uh, sometimes it can come into the pride issue. I know a lot. I know more than most people. And this is especially bad as we get older. Have you ever worked for a guy and they're older than you and you try to show them maybe a new way to do something, but they won't listen? You know, they say things like, I've done it this way my whole life. This is the way that works for me. And I don't want to learn anything new. Well, what they're doing is they're suffering from enoughism. They've learned enough. They don't want to be bothered with anything else. They have their way of doing it, and they don't want to learn anything new. Now, when you worked for them, it probably frustrated you. And if we don't watch out, we'll be guilty of doing the very same thing. Getting to the point where we don't want to learn anything else. It's too much work. And the truth is, our minds are important. And we have the responsibility of keeping them fresh and growing. And what that means is we're engaging with new thoughts, new ideas. And this means doing things that challenge and push our minds. You know, and picking what to watch on Netflix does not count as a challenge. I do that sometimes. I'll get on Crunchyroll. I'm an anime fan. And there's so many animes out there to pick. And you're like, which one do I like? Do I want this one? Do I want that one? And you know, you spend 15, 20 minutes trying to find something to watch. That's not super challenging. Engaging our minds is done in really different ways. But here's the deal. It's different because every one of us as men are different. Since we're different, the way we engage our brain is different. So what we have to do as men is find what works for us. And then we have to be intentional about it. And since we're all different, there's different ways to stay sharp mentally. Some of the things you can do are like puzzles and games. Some people love the, the challenge of a puzzle or a game like a chess or some other type of mental game. Uh, what is it? Sudoku, if, if I may be pronouncing that wrong. It's a math type game. There's all kinds of things you can do to challenge your mind. Reading is one of the best things you can do because it engages your mind. And that's really better than just sitting and watching. When you're watching something, you're just receiving. But when you're reading, you're actually using different parts of your brain because you're, you're kind of imagining if it's a fictional story or you're processing if it's a nonfiction book. And those things can help your brain stay fresh and stay active. There's also things like what you listen to and watch in some ways. Podcasts and documentaries 
are also good ways to stimulate. So don't discount them, but it's better than just sitting and receiving. You want something that maybe challenges the way you think, the way you process things. You want to you want to listen to people uh, who maybe challenge you in some ways. But I, I really think reading is one of the best ways we can do it. Now, you can read literally with a book or a Kindle, or you can even listen to books. It's one of my favorite ways to do it. And there's, there's other things out there. There's nonfiction and there's fiction. And they work different areas of your brain, and so you want to do them. And I would challenge you to read things that challenge the way you think. Lately, I've been reading an author, G.K. Chesterton, I've got this collection of books on my Kindle Live. I either got free or very cheap, and it's like 100 books. Uh, I didn't realize how prolific an author he was. But some of the stuff he writes about really challenges my thinking. So I have to kind of slow down and process through. Sometimes I have to look up some of the words he uses. But those are all things that help keep your brain fresh. And for you, there's things like new experiences, going uh, on a trip, a vacation somewhere, going to a museum. Those are all things that stimulate your brain. And you want to look at variety. Bring a variety of things to your brain. New books or taking a course or getting some coaching. All of these things challenge you in different ways. So you want to do that. The other thing you want to do to help keep your brain you know, mentally fit is to control your decisions. Decision fatigue is a real thing. And this is something that sets you up that you get tired by the end of the day. Have you ever, at the end of the day, just felt like doing nothing? Well, a lot of times it's because you've made so many decisions, you have decision fatigue. And so it's hard to make even the simplest of decisions. So what you want to do is try to block out things that you don't have to make decisions about. Or you make them one time and you don't make them again. Steve Jobs was famous for this, for his outfit. He wore basically the same outfit every day. Why did he do that? Because it was one less decision he had to make. So that saved his brain for the other decisions. Sometimes as men, we waste our decisions on things that are really unimportant. Let other people make those decisions and you focus on the important ones for you. As men, we can keep our minds alert and fresh. But remember, it takes intentionality. You've got to do it on purpose. You've got to keep working your brain like a muscle so it stays in shape. All right, the second area we want to talk about is our physical priorities. Now, the truth is, as men, we live in our bodies. And you say, well, Dave, that's pretty obvious. But here's the truth. That's the only body you're going to get. You know, in movies, people move from body to body. There's all kinds of things where they do that. But that doesn't happen in real life. We don't get a, a do-over body, even with all the plastic surgery out there. Have you seen some of the people who've gotten plastic surgery so much that it's hard to recognize them anymore. I, you know, I grew up in the, in the 70s and 80s as a child and a teenager. So I remember all the people from the 80s. And sometimes you see them today and they've had so many plastic surgeries. You're like, who is this person? I don't even know this person anymore. So what we want to do as a man is we want to take care of ourselves. We've only got one body. And we want to take care of ourselves physically. Now, taking care of yourself doesn't mean you have to get a six-pack ab or, or, you know, wear a shirt that shows off the gun show. What we want to do is take care of ourselves as men so we have the most energy and ability for our everyday life. 
That's why you want to take care of yourself physically. It's not about having a certain look. It's about having energy because life takes energy. And if as men, we're extremely out of shape physically, if we're having issues, we can't bring all of ourselves to our life. And that includes things like healthy eating and exercise. What we eat is a big part of our bodies. And healthy eating isn't hard, but it doesn't happen by accident. Now, I'm from the South. We love food. We eat lots of it. And most of it is really great. But that can be a problem because if you eat too much of it, it's just not good for you. And so what we have to do is deal with the truth of what are we eating? See, if you never think about what you're eating, you tend to eat more and you tend to eat more junk. And I'm not saying I want us to be food Nazis, but we need to focus on what's the best choice for what I'm eating. Because the truth is we try to fix the food, but it's not the food's fault. We still choose to eat it. The food doesn't jump at us and make us eat it. You know, the box of chocolates don't sit there and force themselves down our throat. We eat them. And what we have to do is focus on what are we eating? How much are we eating of it? Do I need the, the biggie meal? Maybe I'm, I'm getting too much. And if we're not intentional about that as men, we're going to end up in a bad place. We're going to end up overweight, out of shape, and it's not going to be good. So even now, if you just start thinking, okay, what are the good things that are, you know, food that are good for me that I like? Start eating more of those. It may be fruit. There may be certain vegetables you like. You know, start finding those things that you like and focus on them. Now, exercise is something that has a bad rap for men because men are pretty extreme about it. We're guilty of extremes. You know, we think if I'm not hurting, I'm not exercising. But this is bad because when you get hurt, you can't exercise. And then you end up stopping everything. And I want to challenge you, find something you enjoy and make that just part of your life. You got to start somewhere. You don't want to just sit back and make excuses. But movement is something we all need as men. And you want to find things that you enjoy doing because you want to be better in shape. You can be a better man. You can be a better husband, a better dad, just by including some movement. Even if you just walk a couple days a week listening to something, you can, you can challenge your brain by listening to a book and challenge your body by walking. It's not hard. It doesn't have to be hard. You just want to do something. Don't think, well, I can't go run a marathon, so I'm not going to do any exercise. That's the wrong way to look at it. You want to look at, okay, what can I do to, to maybe move up one notch physically? What can I do to, to eat a little bit better? What can I do to increase my movement? You see, the reality of our physical side is it starts with leadership. And as men, we've got to lead ourselves. When we eat and how we move is how we lead ourselves. Now, you can blame other people. You can blame other things. But the truth is, it's up to you. No matter how crazy your schedule is, you still choose the food you eat. No one forces it down your throat. And many times we are the ones who choose the schedule we keep and that keeps us from exercise. We say, I don't have time. No, it's not that we don't have time. We're not making time. Even to do a little bit, even to do anything. You see, gentlemen, we have to lead ourselves. And one of the biggest areas we lead ourselves is physically in what we eat, and how we move. All right, the third key area we want to talk about is our emotional priorities. 
Now, I'm a big advocate of men and their emotions. I call them passions because men are naturally passionate. It's not something that we should run away from as men. It's something we should embrace and use as a force of strength because our passions as men is how we influence other people. I saw a video recently of Deion Sanders up at Colorado. He's the new head coach of the Colorado football team, and he's bringing his culture in there. And somebody took a video of him talking to the players about how they treat women. And he brought some women who were on staff there, and he talked about how they treat women, not only around the team, but also you know, their girlfriends, people at the school. And he was very passionate about it to the point he told them, if you mistreat, you know, a girl, you're going to be out. They're not going to tolerate it. And you could tell that his passion was coming across and he was influencing the players, which I think is good. He had their attention and they were listening. Now, men love being passionate. We, we get passionate about all kinds of things. There are guys who are passionate do-it-yourselfers. There are guys who are passionate sports people. Men love being passionate. And that's because we have a lot of passion within us. And we want to channel those emotions into areas that empower our life as men. Men are emotional. I'm not saying we necessarily show emotion. You know, we're not going to cry all the time or stuff like that. But men get very passionate about stuff. And that means they're emotional. The problem is a lot of guys were never shown what to do with their emotions. So they get confused. They're like, I don't know what to do with all this. Or the biggest problem is men can be easily manipulated through emotions. If they don't understand themselves emotionally, they can get manipulated. And there's a lot of men out there who've been devastated by women who've taken advantage of them and their emotions because the men were emotionally not, not super bright because nobody taught them what to do with their emotions. The women can manipulate and use them. And that hurts a lot of guys. Other men have been beaten down by women with emotions. They'll, they'll put the man down. They'll make fun of them. And, and they just almost emotionally beat them up. I've even seen it where guys hurt other guys emotionally. You know, there's a whole disrespect thing happening out there, you know, where, oh, he disrespected me. And really what that is, it's an emotional culture. Guys are talking in an emotional language, even though they don't even realize it. Because when you talk about being disrespected, you're talking about the emotions behind it. Now, men have a lot of emotions and we need to learn how to deal with them. And some of them are unnecessary. We carry what I call emotional baggage in our life. So if you want to go back to episode 120, I talk about the reality of unnecessary baggage. And I'm talking about old junk, mostly emotional junk, and how it hurts us and influences our life. I'm not going to cover it all here. But the thing is, as men, we have to deal with our emotions. A lot of men live their whole lives based on emotional wounds that happen when they were a child or a teenager. And it influences the rest of their life instead of them dealing with it. And what we have to do as men is have the courage to deal with our emotions, to even get emotional coaching if we need, which can be done through a therapist or a counselor or a mentor. You need to find people who can help you grow emotionally because we should grow our emotions. We should see our emotions like muscles. And we should learn how to work them so they get stronger, so it helps us experience life 
in a whole new way. Because as men, if we grow our emotions, we're going to be able to have deeper, more meaningful relationships. And we're also going to have the perseverance that we need to go through hard times. Sometimes men aren't very good at going through hard times. They kind of check out mentally or physically. And that's because they haven't built up that emotional perseverance that they need. So I would challenge you, start thinking about your emotional priorities and what you can do to grow your emotions. The fourth area we want to talk about is our spiritual priorities. Now, here's the truth, gentlemen. The secularization of society has not helped us as men. As our society has become more secular, we've seen men kind of decline in their manliness. See, our society wants to tell us that we're no different from animals. And so what happens is we start acting more like animals and less like men. Because the truth is we are different from animals because we were created as spiritual creatures. God created us to have a spiritual connection. And that's true for everybody, but especially men. And men across the world are abandoning their spirituality for the practical. They think, well, you know, I'm the guy I work, I, I bring money home, I take care of the family, I do this, you know, I'll let my wife do the spiritual stuff or all that. And that's just not the way we're designed because it causes us to miss a vital part of who we are as men. We were designed to be spiritual leaders. It's just the way it is. I'm not saying that makes us better. That's just our role as men. And God wants a relationship with us. And when we ignore that, we miss out on the foundation of who we are as men. For a lot of guys, they think, well, if I'm spiritual, I'm not going to be very manly. Well, being spiritual doesn't mean not being manly. I mean, look at some of the spiritual men in the Bible. There were men who were warriors. There were men who were kings. There were men who were master craftsmen and poets, musicians, statesmen, authors, adventurers. There are men who stood up by themselves against kings and even fought giants. And when you look at men in the Bible, you look at Jesus. He was the ultimate man. Jesus was a carpenter at a time when they didn't have power tools. He was the power tool. So he was a manly man. He was also a spiritual leader. He led people spiritually. And he also was a tough guy who could clear a temple of, uh, let's just say the characters were not the nicest. And so they wouldn't leave willingly, but he got a quarter whips and chased them out of there. Jesus also wasn't afraid to show emotions. You know, he was willing to cry in front of other people. He didn't care. He let his emotions be there. He also confronted the devil himself. That's pretty strong. And we also see Jesus fighting for the forgotten and the abused of society. And that's the point, gentlemen. When we live our spiritual side, we can still be warriors, but we can still take care of those who need our help. In fact, some of the greatest men in history are men who fought for the forgotten and the abused. And that's just like Jesus. The call for us as men is to walk a higher path, not to be creatures of our appetites, but to be men of the spirit. Society is telling men they're toxic. 
Society is telling us that all we think about is sex. All we think about is all these appetite things. And they're trying to make us that way. But the truth is, we were made to be connected with God and to be his representative on earth. And without a connection to the God of the Bible, we won't be able to fully engage our design as men. You see, if you leave out the spiritual element of your life, you're leaving out a big part of the way you were designed as a man. It's just the way it is. You can say, well, I do a lot of manly stuff and I'm not very spiritual. Yeah, but imagine how much more you could do if you brought true spirituality, if you brought a relationship with the God of the Bible into your life, if you became a man like Jesus. Now, the challenge for us to build our relationship with God starts with some very simple things. It's getting to know God by reading the Bible, by praying, by going to church, spending time with other men of God. These are all things that help us grow and become better as men. Now you say, well, I've seen guys who go to church and I don't really like their example. They're hypocrites or whatever. Well, okay, that's true. I get that. But when you go to the gym and you see people who maybe only go once a month, or, or only show up and they don't even know how to use the machines right, but they're still there? Do you leave the gym? Do you walk out of the gym and say, you know what, a lot of the people who go to the gym, they're overweight, they're out of shape, and they're hypocrites. So I'm not going to the gym anymore. Well, no, you don't. Why? Because that's just people. So don't let other men's mistakes define your relationship with God. You see, your relationship with God is yours. It's not based on someone else. It's based on you and God. And I want to challenge you to have the courage to be a spiritual man. You say, I don't even know where to start. Well, just think about how you walk in your design as a man by having a growing relationship with God. And I would tell you, if you don't know where to start, start by reading about the greatest man to have ever lived on earth. And that's Jesus himself. Read his stories, read what he did. And if you start living like him, you're going to see some amazing things happen in your life. All right, guys, closing out the show today, we want to learn that in our life, nothing is perfect. So, so don't try to live this perfect example. And don't in your mind kind of think, well, everybody else has it together and I'm a loser. A lot of men do that to themselves. The truth is life is never perfect. And what we want to do is learn how to live day by day, seeking to be the best men we can be. What we want to do is try to work on our own personal alignment. And when you focus on the four keys of personal alignment, when you make sure that those four areas are staying priorities to you, then you're going to know that, you know, I'm living the best I can each day. Life's never going to be perfect. And guess what? You're not going to be perfect. I'm not saying you're going to be perfect in every area, but you want to work on each area because that means you're having a richer, a fuller, a more meaningful life. Remember, you've got to work on the mental priorities. Challenge your mind. Stretch yourself mentally. Start reading more. Start doing things that challenge the way you think. The physical priorities, how you eat, what kind of movement and exercise you do. Start incorporating that into your life. Make it a priority because it is a key part of your life. And the emotional priorities. You want to learn how to point your passions in the right direction. 
Men are passionate. We shouldn't run away from our passions. We should embrace them and we should channel them into the right area. And also spiritual priorities. We were designed to be connected with God. And when we don't have that connection, when we don't have a church we're a part of, when we're not reading our Bible and praying, we're missing out on a key part of what makes us a man. And if you keep these four areas aligned, you're going to live an amazing adventure that impacts all those you come in contact with. So why, why survive as a man when you can thrive? Why just make it to the weekend when you can enjoy every day of your life? The world needs men who walk in alignment. And you can be that man and you can start today. You've been listening to the Confident Man Podcast. Click subscribe so you don't miss a future episode. You can connect with David on Facebook and Instagram at David the Maxwell. Find resources to help you as a man at theconfidentman.me. That's theconfidentman.me.